You're listening to episode 16 of Weight Coach with Joanne Philomena from Joanne the Life Coach. Hey listeners, hi. Have you signed up for a free mini session yet? I want you to know I've been doing mini sessions and it is so awesome because almost every single person on the call really gets that aha moment. I mean a big aha where they're kind of stunned even though I tell you this stuff all the time. I tell you transformation can happen in an instant and changing your thoughts can change the way you feel in an instant. It still seems like such a mind-blowing miracle when I can demonstrate that with someone on one-to-one coaching. So go sign up for a free mini session. I'm doing the drawings for the free $100 Amazon gift cards. The first drawing is going to be June 21st. So that's coming up just about a week from today. Go to talktojoanne.com. Go to my schedule, pick a day and time for a 30-minute phone call with me. Okay, enough of that. You know, not too long ago, I did a free online webinar live called Gut Instinct. It was a foodie's guide to reboot your metabolism. And you know, I've had a lot to say about metabolism lately and basic metabolic rates and why dieting can just make us fatter. So here's the real key. And I've talked about this before. I think I talked about this in my very first episode, and that's working with the hunger scale. It sounds like such a very basic tool, and I'm going to share it here with you again today because I want to get as much information out there on it. I know there's nothing that really can take the place of one-on-one coaching, working with me as a weight coach. Then I can individually work with you and your thoughts around it and your questions on it. But through the podcast, I can at least get the basics of some of these tools out there for you. So that's what I want to do today. I want to make sure everybody really kind of has this. So I'm going to just kind of go through my notes from that webinar so that I can share this with you and help to clarify working with the hunger scale. It sounds simple. It's not really that easy when you first get started. It really takes some thinking and paying attention to your body. We're not used to doing that. That's one of the reasons why we're overeating. We're pushing down our emotions and we're not paying attention to our body. We've really silenced our body. If you've been a yo-yo dieter over the years, you have shut your body up. Because any time that it was hungry and it wasn't on the schedule for you to eat or you were out of calories for the day or out of points for the day, you were like, shut up, body. (laughs) So you've got to stop shutting down your body and start hearing it again. So I want to look at the hunger scale and exactly where to find your true early hunger signals and what satiety really is and how you can gauge and relearn these signals for yourself. That's where you get back in touch with what you were born knowing. First, though, I'm going to be making the case on why you want to approach your weight loss this way. If you haven't got it from the last four or five episodes I've done here, kind of hammering on why diets don't work, let me really address that again today. 
There is much, much more to developing a weight loss mindset, but this is one of the most important pieces I can teach my clients. You can reset your metabolism and your appetite levels. You can begin to move that body weight gauge in your brain down a little. Your body has a set point in your brain. It's a 10 to 15 pound range that it believes it needs to maintain your body at. That's what you're fighting against all the time. And if you are overeating, you are overriding that. When you start eating according to your own hunger, as opposed to dieting, but just eating when your body asks you for food, your body is going to settle to that set point. You may think, oh, my body has this horrible set point right now. You don't know what your set point is. You don't know what your set point is until you're not overeating your set point. Then you can find out where it is your mind thinks your body should be at. So how do I know this and why am I teaching this stuff? I help those who have dieted over and over only to find they're regaining weight because I yo-yoed my weight my entire life. And I do mean my entire life. In hindsight, I can see how much I missed out on because I was so hyper-focused and obsessed with what I was eating so much of the time. I missed out on a lot of life because I was feeling too fat. Seriously. It would be like calling into work ugly. Can't do the beach day because the girls, I'm, I'm going to be embarrassed being stuffed into a granny one-piece swimsuit with my wobbly thighs hanging out. Do you identify with that? Have you ever passed up an event because you didn't want to be seen? How about passing up an event because you've been dieting and you were a little freaked out that you would not be able to eat what was offered at the event? Or you're scared that you would overeat and blow it? That was my big one. If I was on Weight Watchers, and I don't mean to keep pounding on Weight Watchers, except that I did Weight Watchers a lot, <laughs> amongst other things. But when I was on Weight Watchers, if I got invited to a party, I would kind of freak out. Even though they teach you, oh, you can plan ahead, and you can save activity points, and you can do all this stuff, that still doesn't shut up the mind. And the real fear that I'm going to blow it. I'm going to blow it at the party. So I would pass on the party. Rather than risk eating a couple mouthfuls too much, I would pass up on the fun. It became my passion to figure out what really fixes weight issues. And now I'm really passionate to teach what I've learned about it and help others resolve why they're struggling with their weight to begin with. I don't have too many before and after type photos of me. Um, the reason being is, like most people who are overweight or think that they're too fat, become really camera phobic. My late husband was a hobby photographer, though he claimed to be professional because he had been paid to do the cover shots for all the New York City phone books back in the day. Made him a professional photographer. But how ironic was that? I was hiding from cameras, and he was always snapping pictures. <laughs> Fortunately, he did landscapes mostly. My weight was up and down a lot. 
My mom was extremely obese, and I grew up with a fear that I would become 400 pounds. So it was a lifelong battle just trying to stay under 200 pounds, and I'm a shorty. I discovered I could take off weight like a champ. I did take off weight. I have pounds that stay off now because my weight has stabilized and has actually been the same for a year. I do want to drop off more weight, primarily for my health and my mobility. And I know now when I do, my body's not going to flip out. The pounds are not coming back on. If you've done, like I have, Atkins, Weight Watchers, South Beach, Nutrisystems, Jenny Craig, whatever, have you done any of those? Do I have any Weight Watcher members out there, lifetimers? Hell, I'm a lifetime member because I hit goal and maintained it for the required length of time. It was hell to make weight on those follow-up weigh-ins, but it, it always came back on. Once I did a massive reduction, I took off 80 pounds in six months. I worked out massively. I became incredibly fit. When I hit my goal weight, according to the height weight charts, I had gone from a size 20 to a size four, and sometimes a two. I struggled like a mad woman to keep it off long enough to make lifetime with Weight Watchers. Then I celebrated hitting my magic number, but I stayed at that number for like five minutes. By the next day, my body and appetite were already going haywire and flipping out, and I gained back every pound, and I gained it back fast. It was scary fast, and it was humiliating because my entire family and friends and community were like celebrating. Woohoo, Joanne really did it. Look at how tiny she is. Look at how healthy she is. When the weight started piling back on, I just wanted to hide in a closet. Since then, I've repeatedly taken off 40, 50, even 65 pounds, but it never stayed off. The last was pretty good because I had become a gym rat and I worked out at least five nights a week. Anybody else out there work out like crazy trying to out-exercise the eating you've done? <laughs> I was so there. The ACL broke in one knee, requiring reconstruction and a year's worth of physical therapy to get back into the gym. And when I did, and just when I was making a comeback in the gym, the ACL broke in my other knee. If you don't know what an ACL is, it's the ligament that kind of holds the bottom of your leg together with the top part of your leg through your knee. My activity slowed down more and more, and weight came back on. And I finally hit a point where I knew there had to be some other answer for this outside of dieting and exercising like crazy. Sure, I'd always learned all those tricks of distracting myself. Probably you have too, where you're told um, trying to distract yourself from the desire to overeat. Take home half your food in a doggy bag. If you're feeling the urge to eat, take a walk, call a friend, take a bath. Many evenings, it was just go to bed early. That was my favorite so that I couldn't stay up and snack. But all of those things are just band-aids on the real problem. You can try to control your desires to eat and to overeat. And you can try to distract yourself with all of these things. But that's not getting to the root of the problem.
the root of the problem is creating the desire to overeat, period. So I set off on my journey to crack the code and learn how to get rid of the need to overeat in the first place. I began to understand that was the real answer. Because once you no longer feel driven to overeat, your weight's going to return to its natural level. Have you wondered about the magic answer? I know you have. We all have. We think it's a pill. We think it's a shake program. We want the magic answer. Part of my journey, part of the process of finding that magic answer and wanting to share it with the world, I flew out to California to study eating psychology and become a certified life coach and a certified weight coach. It was an incredible experience and took many hours to become certified, but it was one of the best things I've ever done because it also helped show me how to coach myself on eating. I've tried out on me every diet out there. <laughs> so now I want to share with you the tools I've learned that have really created change in how I eat and how I feel about food. I will never diet again, ever. I eat reasonable, healthy foods. I don't rule out great food experiences. I dine out. I just no longer see that as a reason to overstuff my stomach and feel crappy if I go out for a nice dinner with friends. So let me get started on this today. I want to share with you a couple of free things. So stick around for those. But today is going to be able to share with you the tools that I find so important. Eating is the hardest part of every attempt to lose weight. Eating the right foods at the right time at the right quantities based on whatever diet of the day you're doing is tedious at best. Most of the time, we are forcing our body to eat in an unnatural pattern. And I had such a diet mindset, and I'm sure many of you do too, that even when you are not on some kind of program that you're doing, you still have that in your brain, right? So that most of the time you're still eating in an unnatural pattern. Even when you're overeating, you are still fighting against yourself about it and beating yourself up about it mentally and ignoring your body's signals. When we start to get hungry too soon and we try to ignore our body's signal to please eat, if we're not really hungry, but it is time to eat on our diet plan, and we say, oh, tough body, we're going to need to put this food in you anyway. Is there any wonder that all those attempts at a new diet, we've totally lost touch with our natural built-in system that tells us when to eat and how much to eat? We've been sold a bill of goods about why we're overweight. Every new diet or product sells tells you the reason why you're overweight and for a small price, their diet product is the answer. Whether it's a weight loss cleanse, um, some shake that you're going to substitute for meals, some other new diet program out there, you're being sold a bill of good. The reason you're overweight 
is because you're eating more than your body requires. Period. End of story. Does this mean you're pigging out? No. It means that you've lost touch with how much food you actually need. It seems basic, but it's amazing how easily we can forget the basics and we start believing all the sales pitches. There are two reasons people overeat, and both reasons include ignoring your body. The first reason people overeat is due to too much deprivation. Restricting your food intake off and on over periods of time by crash dieting or trying to not eat at all. There's an equal and opposite reaction to overeat. You've disconnected from your body's signals, so you're going to stuff in response. Eating on an external plan is painful for you, and it's painful for your body. The disconnect is created. And the urge to eat becomes unbearable for your body, whose job it is to keep you from starving. So that deprivation cycle, it sets you up for binging, it sets you up for overeating, and it sets you up to regain the weight. The other is lack of awareness and the disconnect. People who overeat due to a lack of awareness and complete disconnection, we're unconscious eaters. We just check out and eat without awareness. These folks, they're just completely out of touch with their bodies and not conscious of what it needs. Therefore, they just eat all day long with no regard to hunger or nutritional value. They just eat based on what's available, timing, circumstances. This type of reasoning will eat just because it's morning and it's time to eat. So they eat whether they're really hungry or not. If you start eating when you're not hungry, how can you tell when to stop? You are the expert. You have a built-in, sophisticated communication device and guidance system. It's called your appetite. But you've forgotten how to listen. Your expert's built in and you've been ignoring it. Think how much you've underutilized the most amazing tool you have. The good news is I can show you how to start getting in touch with your guidance system. If you actually do this instead of just hearing about it, you will start getting results from it. Do not continue to ignore your body and call 1-800-STARVE-ME-INSTEAD. If you listen to what your body has to say about eating, not your mind, your body, it will listen to what you have to say about releasing some fat. So today, I'm going to talk about this simple physical hunger scale. You may have seen hunger scales before in books that you've read about dieting. Um, they're set up differently. The most common one I've seen goes just from 1 to 10. What's different about this is how I'm going to teach you to put this into use in your life. Are you going to need to carry a little handwritten picture around for the rest of your life? No. 
you will learn where your appetite is and probably for a long time carry the concept in your head that you're eating to a certain point on the hunger scale. But it will become ingrained and you will always pay more attention to your starting and stopping points. Knowing if you get hungry again soon, you just get to eat again. Yay! So the hunger scale is a horizontal line divided with zero in the middle. This is the scale I like to teach because I can understand that appetite and fullness are far more detailed than just one to ten. It's one to ten on either side of that zero. The zero is neutral. It's not hungry. It's not full. That's smack in the middle of the line that you've just drawn across a piece of paper. It runs from minus 1 to minus 10 on the left side of the 0. And then from plus 1 to plus 10 on the right. Pause the podcast right here and grab a scrap of paper, if you haven't already done that, and draw out the hunger scale. Even if you need to rewind me for a couple seconds here to go back and re-listen to the line with the zero in the middle and to the left side of it from minus one out to minus ten and on the right side of that zero from plus one to plus ten. Pause, draw it, and come back. Minus ten is the hungriest you've ever been in your life, like starvation. Many of us have never even been to minus 10. Plus 10 on the other side of that zero is Thanksgiving dinner, if you're in the U.S. <laughs> it's that huge family dinner where you eat and eat and then think, oh, I need to just get out of these clothes. I don't know about the rest of you, but... Thanksgiving was our big dinner, but we had big family dinners at Christmas and at Easter. And it kind of went like this. We would all eat until we were in physical pain. <laughs> and then we would take a break and maybe have a cup of coffee and let the food settle. And then we would eat back up to physical pain again, whether it was going back for a little more of that food or now it's time for pumpkin pie it was i look back at those years and i think how crazy i would actually be in physical pain from having eaten so much at those dinners that's plus 10 what does plus 10 mean to you let's start with the minus side of the hunger scale this is the side where you can first learn to gauge minus 2 on that scale for yourself do not allow yourself to become screaming hungry. Minus two is going to start as just this little whisper for your body that it's time for fuel. It's not a large tummy growl. It's really subtle emptiness, maybe with a tiny growl, or maybe just starting to feel a little bit edgy. You need to be really present in the moment and connected to hear it. At this point, you will still have enough time to grab a small meal or a, or a little snack. 
When I finally found my minus two on the hunger scale, I realized that my first indication of hunger is not necessarily in my stomach. I do start to feel a little edgy and I start to kind of lose focus a little bit. And if I really pay attention to myself, I can begin to realize, oh, I'm going to need to eat soon. And um, I'll start preparing a little something or I'll go get a piece of toast with peanut butter on it for a snack. By the time I've got my snack ready, I'm at minus two. My stomach is starting to feel a little empty. But my first indications of hunger, I can't even tell you when I last was in touch with that. Because to me, hungry was when I'm ready to just knock everybody out of my way to get to some food. A lot of times we would go out to eat, you know, maybe spontaneously, not a planned dinner out, but hey, let's just go get some dinner up at the diner tonight, you know, don't feel like cooking. And by the time we hit the diner, I was ready to kill them if they didn't get my entree to the table like stat because I was that hungry. You don't ever want to let yourself get that hungry. That's not where your experience of hunger should be. That's not time to eat. That's past time to eat. So you want to listen and pay attention to your body to discover where it is that you start to move away from zero. Remember, zero is not hungry. It's not full either. It's just kind of neutral. When do you start to tilt to that minus side off of neutral? The other side of the scale is fullness. When you're eating at minus two, you only want to fill your stomach to plus two. This may be trickier for you. You need to stay present with your food and pay very close attention to when the feeling of hunger starts to abate. So you know when you are back at zero, neutral. You want to stop eating at plus two when your hunger is satiated you still feel light and energetic. It's not when you feel full because full for most of us is actually over full. If you let yourself slip back farther than minus two on the hunger side, you're going to want to overcompensate and eat more. So you have to watch that. If you hit minus six, you're going to be ravenous and you're going to find yourself eating to plus six. Every notch on the plus side is actually only a couple of bites different, really. You're going to be surprised how little it takes. Don't worry about not eating enough. You're going to get hungry again in two hours and eat something again. So how can you know for sure when you've successfully gone from minus two to plus two and when you're back to minus two again. Well, I'll tell you, if you eat to plus two, that's going to be good for like two and a half, three hours before you start slipping past zero to the minus side again. And if you have eaten and you've written down the time that you ate and where you thought you were on the hunger scale when you ate and where you thought you stopped on the hunger scale when you stopped eating and you get 
maybe three hours out from that and you're still at neutral or maybe even on the little bit of plus side past neutral, then you know that you really ate too far up on the hunger scale. You ate too much. Okay? If it takes you four or five hours before you start to notice feeling a little hungry again, that means you probably ate to about plus four. And then you can judge, again, how much food you're going to eat to go back up to just plus two. This is how you can begin to learn where your minus two and your plus two is on the hunger scale. At first, it seemed to me when I got very successful at this, and by successful, I don't mean that it was ingrained and I wasn't even thinking about it anymore. I was still paying very close attention to the hunger scale and learning this. But I became successful in that I pretty much knew where plus two was for myself to stop eating. And then I would be good for about two and a half, three hours and I would start to feel hungry again and need to eat again. But then I had this thought like, God, I'm hungry just all the time. I'm eating all the time. Something's wrong. I'm not doing something right. I even talked to a friend of mine who's a nutritionist to say, maybe I'm off about this whole thing that I get to eat what I want to eat as long as I'm eating on the hunger scale and eating relatively healthy food. Maybe I've got something out of imbalance. It finally occurred to me, <laughs> this is what normal is. You get hungry over and over throughout the day and you get to eat. You know, before I had just never allowed myself to get hungry because I was eating all the time. I was really a checked out eater, totally disconnected. So I wasn't experiencing the feeling of hunger very often. And when I did, it was because it was all the way down <laughs> almost the starving end of the scale. I'd let myself get too hungry, and that's when I was going to kill the servers at the diner if they didn't get my entree to me. But generally, throughout the day, I wasn't noticing hunger. So it was such a new experience to all of a sudden, it's like, oh my God, I'm hungry all the time. But yeah, we really are supposed to be feeling a little hungry throughout the day and eat throughout the day to satiate that little bit of hungry. To someone who eats naturally, instinctively with their hunger signals, it just doesn't make sense to keep feeding a body that isn't hungry anymore. It's like trying to overfill the gas tank of the car. As soon as they are up into the plus territory past that neutral of zero, they're going to stop around plus one, plus two because the gas tank is full. Why keep putting food in my mouth? And yeah, it tastes really good. For a lot of us, we feel like, oh, this is really good. I want to keep eating on it. Well, guess what? You get to eat it again. You can eat it again in like just a few hours because you're going to get hungry again. You want to get on your body's side. Okay? You want to be in tune with your hunger and you want to stop eating when you're satisfied. You ever notice someone who stops in the middle of a meal or loses interest halfway through dessert? To a lot of us, this is kind of astonishing. 
We can't imagine stopping in the middle of something really delicious. To someone who eats naturally, instinctively, they just stop. They've already got it. They know if they want another hamburger again, they can have another hamburger in just a few hours. So only eating like one third of the burger in front of them is fine. They'll throw away half a hamburger. I mean, that's like, or wrap it up and save it for later. When you get on your body's side, you're going to begin to feel in sync. And you can achieve your goals really easily because you're not going to need willpower. You know, willpower is a finite resource for us. It's true. We don't have unlimited willpower. We only have so much. This is why when we're fighting against our brain, trying to do a diet to lose weight, and we're relying on willpower for that, wow, we're going to lose because we're going to run out of willpower. You will. And your brain's going to win because your brain is stronger than anything else. When you are working with your body's signals, you're working with your brain and you don't need willpower. It becomes easy. The only time willpower actually comes into play is when you're doing something you don't want to do. Right? It's when you're white knuckling it to hang on to some diet regime and you feel deprived. Your body is deprived because you haven't listened to it. I did this for so much of my life. Once I started to find true control by listening to my body, the fight stopped. A peace came over me that I just can't even explain to you. I can eat whatever I choose to. Really? As long as I stop eating when I'm not hungry. Most of the time now, I am in sync with my appetite. And I choose to feed my body things that energize it and I feel really good. I can still bend over and tie on my tennis shoes without feeling like, ugh. I'm automatically making healthier choices. And the healthier choices I'm making are from foods that I really love eating. I'm not forcing myself to eat grilled salmon on top of a plain salad anymore. I don't even like salmon. And I've eaten salmon, I can't tell you how many times, because I thought that was what I needed to do. Listening to your body and honoring its signals is one of the true forms of self-love. You are honoring what you need. You're listening to yourself. So use the scale to relearn. You can't just hear about eating naturally thin and expect it to happen. It's okay to play around with the food scale and eat only a few bites to get to minus one to hold you over to a planned dinner event. Be careful not to let yourself get too hungry. Keep yourself fed so you don't drop past minus two and you won't be in a hurry to eat everything inside. Stop eating at plus two so you can feel light and not push your body to try to contain more than it really needs. These are guidelines. If your body has a different plan, your body wins. But this is going to help you start getting in touch with your appetite again like you naturally did as a little kid. You're going to end up eating about six times a day if you're doing this right, every three hours. 
If you're hitting minus 2 and eating to plus 2, that's going to be about perfect for you. You don't have to do six times a day for the rest of your life. But while you're learning your body until it becomes a natural instinct, this is how you stay in touch. And it's not six meals a day. As I said, you're going to be surprised really how little food we need at each of those sittings. If you go three hours and you don't feel any hunger, you ate too much at the last meal. If you get hungry again too fast, you didn't eat enough. So you want to draw this hunger scale for yourself. You want to keep it in mind, even look at it, and you want to journal it. You want to write this down so that you can track it. Write down what time you felt hungry in the morning and what you ate and where you think you stopped on the hunger scale. Then you'll know when you next start to feel that little bit of hunger, you can look back and see how many hours have gone by. Or you can pay attention to the clock and you can look and go, you know what, I ate three hours ago. Do I feel hungry? You can like check in like, uh, is it really time to, why am I not feeling like it's time to eat yet? Or maybe it's been not even two hours and you're already starting to feel hungry again. And you look at it, you go, it hasn't even been two hours. I guess that half a piece of toast was not enough to really get me <laughs> through three hours. I was not all the way up to two plus. This is how you're going to judge it. There are some basic guidelines. Okay. I find these guidelines help me and they are guidelines only. That is to eat a serving of good carbs and a serving of good protein every time you eat, if you can. Am I hard and fast to this rule? No, sometimes my snack doesn't have both carbs and protein. Sometimes it's just protein, really. But it's a good balance if you can. At least three of your meals should include veggies, okay? A serving size is about the size of your fist. That's how much food you would put in your stomach. That's about the size of your stomach. Now, I had a graphic on my webinar. I wish I could make you see this. It was like two people fist bumping, and one was a male hand, and one was a female hand. The male hand was almost twice the size of the female hand. So realize that you do not eat as much as your spouse if you are a woman. <laughs> okay, I have encountered so many women who eat pretty much the same as their husband. When they make dinner and put the servings on the plates, those servings look pretty much the same. Your stomach is half the size of your husband's stomach. Men burn more food. They just do. It's uh, lucky for them. If I was a six foot two man, I would be eating 10 ounce steaks every night. I'm not a six foot man. So keep in mind, that's about the size of your stomach and that's where you're eating too. You do want to drink water or other fluid throughout the day. You don't need to do the whole water, water, water thing where people say, oh, drink 64 ounces of water a day or divide your weight by this. And, you know, that's how many ounces of water you're supposed to have in a day. 
no, you will instinctively know. Most of us aren't getting enough fluid, and it doesn't have to be just water. They used to say it just has to be water because coffee has um, it's diuretic and tea has caffeine, which is diuretic. No, iced tea is fine. Coconut water is absolutely amazing. I've discovered I love coconut water. Not so much for the taste. This is the funny thing. I've had people tell me, ooh, I just, ooh, I can't drink coconut water. And I realized drinking a glass of coconut water last week, I mean, I didn't drink it every day, but the realization came to me last week. It wasn't really the taste that I liked, but it was how it felt in my stomach and in my body. Coconut water really like revitalizes me. It really nourishes me and I can feel that. All of this is going to help keep you within the minus two to plus two and keep a steady stream of fuel going to your beautiful body. Okay? It's a good guideline. It's where you should start and start getting in touch with your body. Now, I do have on my website a place right on the front page where you can click and download the Starter's Guide to Overcoming Overeating. And this is part of what it discusses in that Starter Guide. The steps on the Starter Guide are for this. And also, one of the things I send to you after you download that Starter's Guide is a link to download a little seven-page printout. You can print it out if you like. And it's pages where you can journal your food. And on the side, it'll ask you questions that kind of guide you through your meals the way the Starter Guide does so that you can begin to notice how much you're eating, how many hours from the last time you ate, I would highly recommend you go ahead, go to my website, download that starter's guide. When you get the first email from me that has the link where you can download it, make sure that you add me to your address book or that if it goes into junk email folder that you tell it it's not a junk email address because I know for some reason some of the follow-up emails I send may land in a junk folder. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because it has that link to an outside download. Um, it could just be, you know, the image on my signature line. Watch for all of the follow-up emails. No, I'm not going to blast you with a ton of junk email. <laughs> I know how that is. I hate it too. But I do follow up after you download the guide. So I follow up with some tips. I follow up with the link where you can download that little journal pages document that you can use. And it will get you through seven days of using the hunger scale and using these techniques to see what it's like. Note it all down. Okay. Like meal one, breakfast, you can note, didn't feel hungry until 7 a.m. because I got up and drank coffee. And then I had a poached egg and a slice of tomato and some avocado. Meal two was at 10 a.m. because I was feeling a little edgy apple slices and a little peanut butter meal three at one I was hungry already a bowl of soup you are never going to be perfect all the time I mean there will be days I'll tell you I still have my days no mental beatings don't let your thoughts defeat you I think I made a note I was 
with one of my clients that I coach for weight loss. And I said, these are the most destructive words we think. Why bother? Right? Like when you blow it and you know you've you've eaten way too much or you've eaten stuff that's like totally crud in your body, too much sugar, and now you feel yucky and you think, oh, why do I bother? Why bother? So then you go eat more junk and feel even worse. Don't let your thoughts defeat you. Are the urges to overeat going to drop away like magic? Not yet. And there's a lot more involved. I mean, really, I teach as much as I can on these podcasts. It's no substitute for one-on-one coaching, okay? Because a lot of those urges are coming from trapping down emotions, things going on in your life. But if you do this, you are well on your way. Be aware, when you stop overeating, you're going to have a lot of emotions come up to deal with because you've been eating them down. One of the reasons you've overeaten is to stuff down your emotions. So when you stop overeating and you get in tune to your body and you start eating that way, now the emotions start to show up. But that's a good thing because you don't want to be numbed to your life. You want to see clearly what it is in your life that's been bothering you. There's so much more to learn about your thoughts and your beliefs and why we eat from our emotions. I can even teach you how to find your own motivation. To go get that guide to download, my website is joannethelifecoach.com. And remember, there's no E on my name. It's just J-O-A-N-N, thelifecoach.com. If you want to schedule a mini session with me, I do free mini sessions. They're about 30 minutes. It's a chance for you to experience transformation right then and there on that call for free. It really can happen. For that, just go to talktojoanne.com. And it takes you right into my calendar where you can pick a day and time for the phone call. And we will both jump on a call together. Or if you're outside the country, we can jump on a Skype call together. And in 30 minutes, I'll, we can identify one thing that is bothering you. And I will work with you so that it is resolved. You'll experience the resolution right then. And you will take away a tool that you can apply in your life. It's amazing what can happen on that call. Sure, I'm going to tell you about the programs I have if I think you're a good fit for coaching, but we will give you something that you take away from that 30-minute call and apply in your life and have real change. So what have you learned with me today? You already have on board the most amazing guidance system for eating properly. You've learned why diets don't work, especially if you've listened to my last few episodes, you know now why diets don't work and two of the reasons why we overeat. You've learned how to use the physical hunger scale. You've learned willpower is not needed if you're not fighting against yourself. I've shared some basic guidelines for feeding yourself well. But most importantly, you've learned to honor your body and your instincts and develop true self-love. 
Nothing can replace that. So thank you for listening today. I hope that you have taken actionable advice away from this right now. I hope you go schedule a free session with me to experience free transformation and get your name in on that first drawing for a $100 gift card from Amazon. <laughs> Have a wonderful week, and I'll talk to you again next week.